once had a shear about Gebrachs and Pesach, but last night I was at my niece's bat mitzvah, and my brother-in-law's mother said to me, uh, she had an interesting shayla. The way Pesach falls this year is that the first day of Pesach is Shabbos, which also means that Achron Shal Pesach is on Shabbos, because Pesach Minatara is seven days, and then we have an extra day of Sveik Adiyoma. Now, those who have the practice of not eating Gebrachs do not eat Gebrachs usually throughout the first seven days, but part of the minig is that on the eighth day, on the last day, on Achron Shal Pesach, they eat Gebrachs. On the eighth day of Pesach, they, they eat Gebrachs. As, uh, I guess as a way of showing that it's only a minig, and that when, you know, Gebrachs isn't really chametz, if it were really chametz, then we wouldn't eat it on, on, on the eighth day, so it's only a minig, but they observe the minig very, very strictly for the first seven days, and then on the eighth day, the Hasidim eat Gebrachs on the eighth day. So uh, my brother law's mother said to me, we have the practice of not eating Gebrachs, but we always have matzo balls on the eighth day of Pesach. Normally, we make the matzo balls on the eighth day of Pesach. We'll, make, we'll cook the Gebrachs on the eighth day of Pesach. So is it possible to have a matzo ball this year? Meaning, on the eighth day of Pesach is Shabbos. You're not allowed to cook on Shabbos. So you can't cook the matzo ball on, on Shabbos. What are you going to do? You're going to cook it on Erev Shabbos with the Erev Tavshilin and cook on, on Erev Shabbos for Shabbos. You're allowed to cook foods on Erev Shabbos, but what's the svara? Why you're allowed to cook foods on Erev Shabbos of Yontav for Shabbos? Normally, strictly speaking, Bishel should be Yasser on, uh, on Yom Tov as well if it's not for Ochel Nefesh, if it's not for the sake of Yom Tov needs. So the Gemara has a, has a Svara that whole the Imekloi Orchem Chazilei, since if anyway, if guests were to show up while you were cooking on Friday, you would, you would then use the food for them. So the cooking is said to be for Friday and not for Shabbos. And that's why through the Erev Tavshilin, we allow you to cook on Friday for Shabbos. But it's only because that food could technically be used for guests who show up on Friday. But let's say you live in a Hasidish neighborhood, you live in New Square, you live in Williamsburg, you live in a place where there are no guests who would ever eat a matzah ball on Friday. So can you still say a svara of holy that if guests were to show up, I'd be able to use it for them, I'd be able to cook it for them and give it to them? If you can't say such a svara, then it should be also to cook the matzah ball on Friday. Which wouldn't be the end of the world. I mean, you could you could survive without a matzah ball on, on Achron Shal Pesach, and you could still eat gabraks. You could just take matzah and put it in your soup, and then you have gabraks. So it wouldn't be the end of the world. But nevertheless, that was the that was the the shayla. So I came across. I bought this sefer yesterday. Uh, Pesach Shechal B'Shabbos, a whole sefer about Pesach that falls out on Shabbos. Right? Balsam always makes fun of these kinds of svarim that there's something that's not even a sif in Shulchan Aruch, and they somehow managed to make a whole a whole sefer about it. But it's very nice. It's got a lot. A lot of very nice marmakamos. Rabbi Tzvi Kohn, who's a big rav in Eretz Yisrael, very, uh, very a prominent postsek in Bnei Brak. So he writes all these kinds of svarim. He has uh, he has a sefer for every day of the year that could fall on any day. You know, he has so so he he writes that really there are three issues with uh, with with gebrachs in a year like this. First of all, there's the actual heter of Bishul and Yantav through an Erev Tavshil in the first place, based on Holu Meklai Archim, like I just mentioned. But then he said there are two additional issues. The Marivayel, who the Ramah Paskins like, holds that someone who's fasting on Yantif is not allowed to cook for other people, even to feed the other people that day, because the food that he's cooking is also for him, because he's fasting. So the Erev Tavshil is not going to help if he himself would not be able to eat the food. So maybe you could say the same thing over here, that even though people might come who are uh, who do eat kibratz, but if you don't eat kibratz, then the food should be also for you. And the third concern is that there's always a concern that when you're dealing with food, 
that a person might come to eat the food that he's dealing with. So maybe while he's while a person is cooking the, the matzah balls on, on the Friday, we should be concerned that Shema Yavala Achlo. Now, the post can discuss this issue, this basic issue, in four different contexts. But the, the four different contexts are really Arba Shehemecha. They really all relate to each other. It's all about the idea of not being allowed to eat on the day that you're cooking, uh, but you will be allowed to eat it on the next day. They discuss it with regard to matzah she'ena shmura, people who are makbid to eat only shmura matzah throughout the seven days of Pesach, but on the eighth day are not so makbid about shmura matzah. So can you be baking matzah she'ena shmura on, uh, on the seventh day? They talk about it with regard to gebraks, like we're saying now. They talk about it with regard to rice. Some people who have the minig not to eat kitneos are mekel and kitneos in the eighth day. I never heard of such a minig, but apparently this was a fairly widespread minig that people would have their rice on the eighth day of Pesach, even though they wouldn't have it before. They only observed the minig of kitneos. And the post can have this discussion with regard to dried fruits. There were those who had a minig not to eat dried fruits for the first seven days of Pesach, which is like a killer. You have, you have matzah, you need your dried fruits to counteract the effects of the matzah. But the, there are those people that, uh, that, that, that apparently have minig not to eat uh, dried fruits. So the svara for all of them is the same svara as even though the post can discuss it in each of those four different contexts. The Marasham in his Hagos on Shulchan Aruch or Chaim Simon Tov Kuf Chav Zayin Sivkat and Gimel in the context of Matzah She'ina Shmura according to the Taz he says Yesh Lo Hakel since uh, guests could come and it would be uh, it would be appropriate for them and it's only a Churma Bialma and he said there's no reason to make a Gzera Shama Yavalachlo he thinks that we could be in that type of situation. Similarly, the Chazanish in Orachayim in Memtas Osetas Vav talks about the situation of Gibraltz. And he says that to say, maybe you could suggest that there's another issue, that it's Muktzah, that there's nothing you could do with it, there's no use for that day. So Gibraltz is Muktzah on that day for him. He says, no, even though uh, it's, and, and, and if it's Muktzah that day, it should be Muktzah on Shabbos, because the general rule is that anything that's Muktzah Bein Hashmashos is Kula. So if Bena Shmashos of the seventh day going into the eighth day, you still can't eat Kabrak, so then it's Muksa and it should be Muksa for the whole Shabbos. So Chazir says, no, no. This, since the whole issue is only Machmas Yom Sha'avar, it's only on account of the previous day, so we don't say that whole Muksa Bena Shmashos, that it remains Muksa the entire, the entire day. And he says, also, this whole discussion would only be about something that's Asr min Adin, where you have to treat it as if it's Asr. But if something that's, that's a Dover Mutter, and it's just a Chumrah that people keep just as a Chumrah, he says, such a thing as a status of a Dover Nadur, of something that's like a status of a Nadar. And those who are no Hatter, it's not mukta for them, and it's not malachas yomta for them. It would be no problem for them. So, uh, and uh, certainly, uh, he says. Therefore, even those who are no igisir, those who are who are careful about gabrachs, but on the last day of Pesach, they're mekel. And what greater statement could there be that they don't really take it all that seriously? That it's not a real chashash chametz. That it's only a minag. Then the fact that they're mekel on the uh, on the last day of Pesach. So the chaznish thinks that we could be mekel based on based on that as well. In the Tshuva's Bayi Chai, or Chaim Simen Samach Beis, Rav Tzvi Kohn quotes over here, that um, he writes, Mark Shisha Kumoreno Rav Yosef Ishkapa, were loud cooking rice and cheese on Friday, 
um, and uh, he, he quoted that, that that this this rabbi allowed it, but the Chuvas Bayichai, the author of Knesset Gadol, and the Chuvas Bayichai himself holds its aser based on the Marivail. The Marivail is quoted by the Ramah saying that someone who's fasting on Yom Tov, a Tainus Chalom, normally not supposed to fast on Yom Tov, but a Tainus Chalom, you're allowed to fast on Yom Tov, is not allowed to cook and bake even for other people. So you see that if you can't eat it, so you're not allowed to cook and bake for other people. So it says Kol Shikain, something that you're not allowed to eat on that day because you hold that it's Asr, so uh, you shouldn't cook it. You shouldn't cook it either. So he's machmir on this issue because of the uh, because he thinks it's similar to a guy who is uh, who is fasting. Similarly, in the Chuvas Halachas Katanos Chelak Aleph Simon Kuf also says Asr, but for a different reason. He says we find that we're machmir to be mevar chametz as opposed to other isurim. If you have a pig, there's no requirement to be mevar chazer to be mevar nevela to be mevar trefa. Chametz we have a din we're mevar. Why? Because lo bedili and sheminei we're not used to keeping away from it, and anything that we're not used to staying away from, there's a greater concern that a person might come to eat it. So since Kidneys and uh, and and gebrox and things like this are not something that people are used to staying away from. So maybe there's a greater concern that a person who's cooking it might come to uh, might come to to eat it. So that's the uh, the, the those who are uh, who are machmir. Uh, hold 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 that way. Uh, the poskim talk about though one of the rayas to be mekel. Poskim talk about let's say. You do have fresh challah. Not nowadays, where we just burn that fresh challah and uh, don't give it to a kohen. But the ikr din, midar raisa. What do you do with your fresh challah? You give it to a kohen. It has a din of truma. I'm not a kohen. Let's say I'm mafresh challah. Can I bake that challah for a kohen? I'll bake the challah so that a kohen will be able to eat the challah. Is there any iser in doing that? So the uh, the, the Mishnah talks about. How could you ever be mafresh chala betuma on Yom Tov? Because after all, once the chalos tame, no one's going to be allowed to eat it. But the uh, because you see, and you're not going to be allowed to bake it because it's not not chila for anybody. But the clear implication of the Mishnah is that if it weren't tame, if the chala were tahar, you would be allowed to be mafresh such chala uh, because someone is able to eat it. But I can't eat it. Only a kohen could eat it. And apparently that's okay. You're still allowed to bake the challah. So they use that as a raya lahakel that you see that you're allowed to be uh, that you're allowed to bake something or cook something that even though you can't use, that somebody else might have the ability to use. And the last major maramakom on this uh, on this topic is Rabbi Kiveger and Joshua Chiddush in Mesechas Beitz Ma'aracha Zayin. Rabbi Kiveger writes. And when the last day of Pesach falls out on Shabbos, where the uh, minig is that they would make a challenge for the Shabbos, so apparently uh, he says uh, they they used to put dried fruits in in, in the uh, in the, the pashtida and whatever dish that they that they made, and uh, there were those that are knowing not to eat dried fruits until the last day of Pesach. So Rikveger says it's Hayroy lesser. The whole the whole heter of Bishul and Yom Tov to Shabbos is through an erev tafshilin because maybe guests will come but, and and want to eat it on erev Shabbos. But on every Shabbos, no one's allowed to eat it. So, uh, so he, he says such a svar. But then Rabbi Kivega rejects. He says, since it's 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 uh, the the whole iser to eat it is because of an it would not be called an ochel nefesh, and it would be a violation of a darais. I mean, Rabbi does paskin lechumra because it's not called ochel nefesh. Meaning, even though the violation is only midrabanan, but you can't call it ochel nefesh if no one would actually eat it. If practically no one would eat it, and don't tell me yabba. 
people might be willing to violate the Yisrael and they'll come to eat it. So therefore that should be okay because it should still be called Ochel Nefesh. He says people might be willing to violate a Daraisa also. But when something's a violation of a Daraisa, it's not called Ochel Nefesh. So, uh, so, so, so he says if you have a Chola, that's a different story. If you have a Chola, then maybe uh, we, we could say hold Dik uh, Chola, then, then, uh, then maybe we could say such a Svar that since a, 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 an ill person might need it, that you can cook it because an ill person is allowed to violate the minag. So some Sofer uh, in a Chuvan or a Chaim Simonayin test disagrees with his father-in-law. He says, no, Chola may be something that's Shriach. It may be common that you'll find a Chola. But how often does a Chola need dried fruits? Meaning, you know, you may sometimes have to cook food for a Chola because a Chola needs to eat. But how often is the, does he dafka need to eat dried fruit? So he doesn't think that that's Shriach, that's nearly Shriach enough to be makel to allow one to cook the dried fruit on Shvi uh, Pesach for the sake of the uh, of the chola. So at the end of the day, I, um, the, the uh, my brother-in-law's uh, mother told me that she asked Rav Shachter the Shaila a number of years ago. I guess the last time it happened, and Rav Shachter was excited by the Shaila, and he said that uh, that that he thought that if if you li- if you live in a community, as long as you live in a community where there are some people that don't observe the minig of Gibrax, you could always still apply the concept of Holvi Maklay Archim Chazilei, that since guests, if they were to come, it would be right for them, and therefore he thought you would be allowed to make matzah balls as long as there's someone who would potentially be able to eat it that lives within your vicinity. But if no one lives within your vicinity that would be able to, uh, to eat it, then maybe in a chinami, one would not be able to have matzah balls in such a Pesach tradition in many homes would not be able to be, to be observed dafka this year in Pesach when Shvi Shal Pesach falls out on Friday and Akron Shal Pesach falls out on Shabbos.